doing, everybody? Here with Ski Rex Media once again with another Ski Rex Media podcast and another head of a mountain. I talked to John Hunt over at Whaleback. I've talked to Jeff Hathaway down at Magic. I talked to Mark Adamchik over at the Dartmouth Skiway. We like to talk to the people who run the mountains. It's very interesting to me. I'm sure it's interesting to some of you all. We get some good conversations, some good hangs. And we have another one today, Miss Lindsay Delorier from Bolton Valley, another Indy Pass mountain. Um, and you know me, I love the Indy Pass. Shout out to the Indy Pass. Shout out to Doug Fish. Shout out, shout out to all the mountains on the Indy Pass. I love it. Um, and we talk indie pass and a few other things. But before we get into the interview, um, real quick, let me just do the plugs. Ski Rex Media, skirexmedia.com, Ski Rex Media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, the Ski Rex Media Merch Shop at skirexmediamerchshop.com, um, the Patreon, all of it, all kinds of different ways you can participate and um, follow and know what's going on at Ski Rex Media see what i'm doing out there on the mountains as i get out there on the mountains um doing all kinds of stuff um and you can keep an eye on that follow ski rex media i love the fandom and i love the interaction i love some of the uh the the comments and criticisms if you think i'm doing something wrong shout it out and i'll think it over maybe because you might be right how else am i going to learn if someone doesn't tell me right right um so now getting past all that wow that's the fastest i've ever gotten through the shameless plugs i think ain't that something um Today's interview, Lindsay Delorier. The Delorier name is known. You know it. I'm going to let you figure out how you know it if you don't know how you know it, because this isn't their interview. This is Lindsay's interview. Um, but we do talk about um, her brothers later on in during the interview, but um, I tried not to. It's a whole thing. In fact, I'm going to come correct with you. You know Tim. Tim comes correct. I don't BS. I don't fib. I'm an honest guy. Um I got a little fanboy, not going to say nervous, but a little fanboy jumbled. I even blew the intro. I do this introduction. Then I go to the interview and introduce the person direct. And I kind of blew it, I think, after thinking about it and seeing it and hearing it again. Man, I kind of blew it, I think. But all in all, it's a good interview. A lot of laughs. Lindsay, very awesome, very knowledgeable, gives us the history, gives us a few other things, um, tells us some stuff that we don't know, right? So we'll get into that with Lindsay. Look, see, I'm blowing it now. That's how uppity I am about this. So Lindsay Delorier is on the program today. Um, I do hope you enjoy it. She hopes you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy Bolton Valley. If you've been, if you've never been, I highly suggest it. I love the place. I can't stress enough how awesome it is. I love it. It's got to be one of my favorite mountains that I've been to. Um, and I've been to a few, I think I've been to 20 now, 20 or 21. So I'm not, not as much as Tom thrash, but a few and, um, you know, it, 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 it's a good time. It's a good interview. It's a good mountain. Check it out. I'll let you check it out now. Enjoy, um, the conversation with Miss Lindsay Delorier and I will catch you at the end of it. Enjoy it. Thanks. This week, as I said, Lindsay Delorier from Bolton Valley. How you doing, Miss Lindsay? Great. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Now, a lot of folks who are fans of Ski Rex Media recognize you and your name because we're all Indie Pass holders, every last one of us. Um, and then beyond that, we all saw In Pursuit of Soul, which you were in, as well as other family members. So I guess we'll start there. What's it like to have a the family business be a ski hill? Like you hear about old school family businesses. You take over the family farm. You take over the family drugstore. How do you take over the family uh, ski hill? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, good question. Um, probably in much the same way, except in our case, it was definitely a little bit unique because it had been in other hands for about 20 years before we got back five years ago. And so, um, for us to return to the family business and to the family land and to our home, um, we worked with a group of local investors to raise some money to help us put together what we needed to be able to make the purchase and then um, all together bought it back. And awesome. since then, you know, it's just been really, I mean, you know, I think in other family businesses where there's like direct succession, sure. probably the second generation has been working maybe right alongside the first generation. And so they've kind of grown up and, um, you know, come through a natural 
trajectory of building their experience and their awareness of the business so that it's relatively seamless. For us, it was definitely a little different because when my dad ran the ski area, you know, he uh, ran it right through my childhood, but um, we hadn't been directly involved since I was a senior in high school. Okay. So um, it was a lot of learning and um, a lot of really, you know, quick, quick trying to get up to speed uh, to figure out the ins and outs of, of the business really. That's awesome. That's great. Um, I know people love it. I know that having been there myself, it feels like the, the, the family vibe it's run by a family. Everybody knows that this place is super famous. I, I, you know, people come to Vermont and they say Killington and Stowe, they say Bolton too. And, uh, you know, I would put it up there with those other two guys, any old day of the week, any day of the week. Um, probably one of my favorite hills. Absolutely. Um, but the family vibe continues into who goes there, the people that go there. It's not just, you know, people like me who show up and hang out for a few days during the year. You have a whole family thing from kids, adults, all of it, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, and I think that's really stems, that really stems from my dad's commitment when he built the ski area in the sixties and he put in night lights. The reason why he did that was really two things. One, he wanted people who worked regular working hours to be able to come and ski after work. And he really wanted Vermonters to be skiers. And, um, and then the other part of wanting Vermonters to become skiers was teaching the next generation to ski. And so right out of the gate, he partnered with uh, local schools. And for the last 55 years, Bolton Valley has been the place to learn to ski through the after-school programs. You know, I think this year we're in partnership with 35 or 40 different local schools, busing them up after school um, for a hundred bucks, the kid can come up and, you know, learn to ski. They can get rentals, lessons, and um, and that really, I think, builds that connection to the families, and not just like for the family in that moment, but it builds like a generational connection. You know, we've got families coming up now, kids who are in the ski program who are the third generation of ski program kids at Bolton Valley, and so the roots really go deep for a lot of people in our area. Absolutely. If you're talking third generation, that's some serious legacy of, you know, skiing families, you know, that you just keep coming back, which speaks to the hill and how good it is. If people keep coming back, they keep coming back. Now you said, what was that? 35 or 40 schools? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so amazing to me because growing up in Vermont, I didn't even realize there were 35 schools in this entire state. (laughs) We're small here, you know, um, uh, I, I, you grew up in Vermont too, right? I did. Yeah. At Bolton Valley. There you go. So she's been here the whole time. It's not like a transplant thing. No. Um, and she'll attest, like we're all very rural here. My, I, I tell my city friends, my high school graduating class at 40. They're like, what? There were 40 people in my English class. <laughs> so when there's 35 or 40 schools, that's catering to a good amount of kids um, from a pretty big, from a wide area. Like, you know, Bolton is just on the other side of, um, Montpelier, mm-hmm. but still Montpelier is not like other state capitals. It's a tiny little town and uh, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. And uh, I, I love it out there. I, I think you have a great location and everything out there. Um, a little odd getting to it. If you're coming from Waterbury way, cause all of a sudden the highway's right there on your left. You don't expect that. Um, what's been going on this year. How have things been shaping up up there? You like, there's been a late winter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other places are fighting to keep snow, fighting to make snow at the beginning. It didn't, it had still not really snowing all that much. How are you all doing up there? You know, we're hanging through some years you have early season abundance and some years you don't. And this year is one of the years where we don't, <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> we're just grinding through it, you know, like everyone, um, you know, it's a scramble to make snow and, you know, it can be challenging. I mean, the the crazy, the difficult thing about this year is we had a lot of warm temperatures early on that weren't sure. conducive to natural snow or to man-made snow. And then the last month has been freezing cold with so many below zero days, which is also not conducive uh, to snowmaking um, or to natural snow. So it's been a tough year. You know, Bolton does have one advantage over every other ski area in the state, which is our high base elevation. So we have the highest base elevation in the state. And in years like this, where you have limited snowfall, it definitely is to our advantage because we hold our snow better as a result of that. 
So we've been really grateful for our elevation this year. Um, and then we know the other thing that we really have going for us um, is that we have incredible groomers. Our groomers are just magicians. And we're the fee I'm constantly getting feedback, you know, from our guests and from our skiers about how incredible our terrain is, no matter what the conditions at Fulton Valley. And a part of that is that our snowmakers do a good, good job, you know, teeing up the groomers for success. And then the groomers really do a great job. So, you know, we've we've been able to hang in there. And then we had a big storm last week where we got mm -hmm. over a bit of snow, which was sorely needed. And the pent up demand was like an explosion at the ski area last I'd week. I'd imagine. Um, I don't know when I've seen a Friday as busy as this past Friday. It was like a bang or weekend day. It was like, you'd have no idea that it was actually a weekday. So I think, you know, there's a lot of pent up demand still. I hope we get more snow, but we just hang in there, you know, like we always do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's new England, man. On some years you're buried on other years. You're, you're on the beach by May, by April. It's, yeah. It is what it is, and that's okay. We, there's ways around that, and especially Bolton. She's not kidding. Like you got to keep driving up to heaven to get to the base lodge, that's and right. then that's only hitting Timberline. Then you got to keep going to get to Maine. Um, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, um, it really is. In fact, that's one of the things. And I don't. And I apologize to anybody watching. I apologize to Miss Deloria because I'm kind of fanboying out. I'm not saying I'm nervous, but it's like you know, I'm talking to you know the head person here. <laughs> and I, 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 I talk up the mountain a lot when people say to me, how is Bolton Valley? I say it's great. And the thing that stinks about that is, is I have a couple stories from there that I tell that people immediately like Bolton Valley's bad. I'm like, no, no, I was bad. Me. Like that was my <laughs> stupidity. Oh boy. Now I'm curious. Uh, oh, it was great. Uh, the one day my backpack got caught on the chair it stayed on the chair. I didn't. I fell. I probably should have rode the bull wheel and kicked the bar, but I didn't. But everybody helped out wonderfully. Like even through my embarrassment, you know, lifties were great. The ops person who happened to also be right there was great. I'm standing there like we're going to catch your bag on the way down. Like, yeah, I just need to shake off the embarrassment because I haven't fallen off a lift since I was like 14, maybe. So. <laughs> well, don't feel bad. You know, the backpacks with the straps and the clips, you know, it can get caught up. That's why they want you to keep it off. And um, and I will just say, you know, one of the things that I love about Bolton and um, that people are always saying to me, which makes me I love I love it is just how great our staff is, you know, like at our at Bolton Valley, like you just mentioned, like the lifties were great. The ops people, whoever was there jumped in. And I feel like people who are at Bolton, the people who work at Bolton, love Bolton. You know, everyone there has some kind of special connection to the place. And it's so personal for them. And they find their second family up there. And I think that that really translates through to the experience of our skiers. You know, like I don't, I'm not saying there aren't other mountains that have that. I know that there are other mountains, but not all of them do. And it's really special. It's really special. It's really nice at Bolton. I think you can feel like you can feel it like emanating out of the staff um, and just how much like how eager they are to help or jump in, pitch in. And it's just we're really lucky in that way that the community up there isn't just the skiers. It's also, you know, the staff, too. Absolutely. And I agree. Um, from the minute you get there, when you go to the ticket window, that person has a smile and they got you in and out. Like I, I walked up to get my Indy pass ticket. It was in my hand before I finished the sentence. Like it, it was wonderful. Um, very friendly young woman, uh, both times. I think it was the same person. Don't, don't remember who, but you know, shout out to everybody in ticket sales. I'll get you. you one of you is awesome. I know for a fact. Um, and again, the lifties, the ops, um, you know, I've, was chit chatting with a patroller at some point in a line, like everybody up there is super friendly. And it's just, it's the kind of environment you kind of expect because in Fulton Valley feels like Vermont. And I don't know if that's a, uh, a compliment or, uh, or a criticism or whatever you've ever heard or something similar. Maybe I'm really original and don't realize it, but it feels like Vermont and Vermont has that reputation. We're all friendly people up here. I don't know what's true, but you know, that's what we have. And it looks the part. Is that something you hear? Like it is a Vermont place. Like it has the feeling, I don't know. Oh, definitely. And it is. I mean, the village at Bolton Valley is actually pretty unique. Like 
you know, most other ski areas, a lot of the condos and the developments and the houses up there are second homeowners. And so you kind of have this almost like transplanted feel, which I think is great. And like, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's like, you know, that's great too. And it's in its own way, but it's just something different at Bolton where most of the condos and most of the houses are actually primary residents. You know, it's a, it's a live village um, and a live local community that's up there. And so I think that, you know, you feel it. All those people are out, you know, every day or most days skiing. And then when you go to the tavern for Apre and you're sitting around the bar or standing around the bar, depending on how busy it is. Yeah, totally. (laughs) People there, you know, half of them or more than half are locals, you know, whether they're, whether they're employees off their shift, whether they're people who live on the mountain or down the hill, or they're some of the parents of the kids in the after school program, um, you know, you're, you're in Vermont, you're surrounded by Vermonters. And of course, there's also a mix of out of towners and we love that. And, you know, come and like the more the merrier, but um, it's full of Vermonters. So it feels like Vermont because it's full of Vermonters. (laughs) It is. Um, And, and I agree. Like it is Vermont. I mean, shoot from the lift on a sunny day, you can see a third of the state like you can see into new york actually but yeah. um it's vermont and it, and it's it, it really is kind of awesome for that feeling uh but as she said there are other people from other places too um and that i guess brings me around to the indie pass how how has that been doing for you i've talked to jeff half the way um as well and who was also in in pursuit of soul mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know if all the it's it's like famous people. They don't all know each other. So I don't know if all the mountain people know each other. Although John Hunt from Whaleback says, hi, I was hanging out with him the other day at Whaleback. So he says, hello. He told well, me though, to say hello. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe they do all know each other. Well, um, in fact, Jeff and I went in on a, on a poker game one time at a, at a, at a ski areas association conference. He, I went out, we were having a poker game and I went out and he rebought in for me. And then, we came down to the final table and I was one of the final two and we split the pot. So then, you know, Jeff and I shared, shared the winning. So Jeff and I have a tight relationship. He believes in me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Side note, but um, yeah, I know Jeff and um, love magic. And um, I love the Indie Pass too. I really love the Indie Pass and Bolton Valley. We get the, uh, credit for being the first East Coast subscriber to the Indie Pass. Um, Doug came out and um, let's see, I think first we were on the phone and then he actually came out for a visit and we met in person. And when he described to me, we're sitting up in the tavern, you know, having dinner, having drink, talking about the program. And he's sure. describing to me his concept for the Indie Pass. And it just really resonated. And I think it was in that very dinner that I just said, yeah, we're in. Bolton will do this with you. You know, we'll, we'll, we're going to be in on this because um, it just made so much sense. And it was also kind of funny for us because in some of our meetings, like I want to say maybe six months before Doug came up with this or rolled out this concept, I'm sure he was, you know, thinking of it for a long time, we had said, wouldn't it be cool if there was a new pass called the Indie Pass? We should create the Indie Pass of all independent resorts. And then this guy, Doug Fish, rolls up with this exact concept, which of course he had fleshed it out and dialed it in and thought about it, you know, way more nuanced and with so much more detail than, you know, just sort of shooting the breeze. But um, (laughs) rolled out a really great concept. And um, I have been so happy with this product. And it's so great for us. Um, You know, I think he deserves so much credit because one of the things I love about this pass and what he does is he's curating a list of ski areas where if you go to the ski areas on the list, you have a, you can, you can trust that you're going to have, you know, a good experience that there's some kind of consistency between them. He doesn't just take every ski area. So it wants to be on the pass. He's really thoughtful about who he includes. Um, and the experience that they provide to skiers. So um, I think it's great. I love how he reaches into the metro areas, gets the word out, celebrates the indie spirit, and points people to us. Um, And so it's really been a great partnership, and we're totally committed to it. And I have nothing but good things to say about it. I think it's completely awesome. (laughs) 
absolutely i agree um i'm two years running with it i love it i love doug too he's great i've talked to him before he's kind of awesome and one of the beautiful things about it she's right it points people from other areas to these places that don't necessarily get the eyes like snow and mount snow and okimo all epic things stratton and killington icon things you know whatever it might be it's a little different mm -hmm. but that's not to say that bigger is better not to say that bolton valley isn't big one of the things i've seemed to have noticed about it is you know people think the indy pass is all small independent hills i was like well, that might be relative because i still haven't figured out how to explore all of bolton valley yet you're good size up there i think mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we really are. I mean, we think of ourselves as the littlest of the bigs in Vermont. Um, sure. We're definitely a full-on mid-sized ski area. But as far as the Indy Pass, I think Doug really tries to have a good blend of sizes. So, you know, he has some of the really small ski areas, like the super local mountains, maybe closer to the metro areas. But then he also has what he calls his destination resorts, his, you know, and we're definitely into that category of, you know, the destination resort group. Uh, of ski areas on the Indy Pass, and so you know, yeah, he has he has a great a uh, great connection. And Bolton, Bolton is not small. It's not it's not small. It has a small feel, which is nice, but it's it does not small in terms of you know the number of chairlifts, number of lifts, the terrain, the vertical, etc. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's another one of the beauties of the Indy Pass is you get so many different things. You know, on Monday you're at Magic, at Tuesday you're at Bolton. That's two completely different experiences. And then on Wednesday you come back to Suicide Six, and that's a even more different. And then go up to Jay, and that's even more different. And yeah. uh, you know, it it's wonderful. And every place you're not wrong. I've had a wonderful experience at every place I've been to on it. it, it the, in these places you don't find them. Like I heard about Bolton Valley when I was a kid growing up. But I worked at Mount Snow. Everybody knows this. It was American Skiing Company. I was at Mount Snow Haystack Killington, and that was it because I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, but when you're a teenager, you know, whatever. But, you know, finally, as an adult, got up to Bolton the first time last year, and I was like, wow, this place is amazing. Uh, first day, I was like, this place is great, and I, and, and I love it. And I hope it continues forever um, doing what it's doing. Do you have a – what's the future plans for Bolton here? Like, you know – Everybody has a, everybody has their calendar of events, and I'm sure you do as well. But going beyond that, you, what you see now is places are trying to ramp up to bigger chairs. You know, you got sixes and eights and 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 ARFID, which you already have, which I love personally. A lot of people hate ARFID. I love it. I think it's great. Um, you know, bigger and better things. Is that what you all are going to try and do or no? Well, I think our goals and objectives are a little bit different than some of the bigger areas that are on, you know, super rapid growth trajectories. Um, we certainly would like to grow some, um, you know, our base lodge, you know, our, some of our, some of our spaces could use some updating and we've already started that process over the last five years. I think, you know, if you were there five years ago and you were there this year, you'd be like, oh, wow, this place has definitely you've done, been doing a lot and we have been doing a lot, uh, but we have more sort of upgrading and updating to do. We could use a little more space. There's no doubt about it. Um, our base lodge could, could be a little more spacious. Um, so that's something that we'd like to see in the future. You know, you may already know this, um, but we recently um, started building a downhill mountain bike park. So we also are focusing a lot on our summer operation and growing our summer operation. And uh, so we have continued plans to grow our mountain bike program, uh, which is really fun. We're also really excited to get into the wedding business. We bought a wedding venue. Um, which is a beautiful wedding venue called The Ponds, uh, which is really well known, does a lot of high-end weddings, and we're taking over management of that starting next Thanksgiving, so by next summer. And then we expanded our Timberline Base Lodge also so that it can accommodate like group sales, corporate groups, weddings. So we're really you know, excited to expand into those areas, especially in the summertime, but you know, it could be year-round as well. Um, and then... We're right now we're just starting the process of building out our next 10 years, our plans for the next 10 years. And we're looking at a lot of possibilities. We're looking at, um, you know, upgrades to snowmaking. We're looking at, you know, we're looking at night skiing and maybe doing some expansion in night skiing at some point, which would be really fun. We're looking at the possibility of um, 
more residential development up there too. You know, could we right now, like the condos and the houses, you cannot buy one. I know people mm -hmm. who've been trying to buy up there for years and it's just, it's impossible. So, you know, maybe coming, you know, a few years down the road, maybe there'll be some, some new spots open for people. So we'll see what happens. It's a long process, a lot of visioning left to do, a lot of permitting before you do anything in Vermont. So we'll yep. see where it, where it leads, but, but we're thinking a lot about what the future of Bolton Valley is going to look like. Um, but I can say one thing, it's going to look, whatever, whatever we do, it's, you know, we, ha we don't want to change the vibe because we really love who we are and sort of where we fit into the world. And um, we really want to keep, keep that really consistent. And we don't have any aspirations to change, you know, to fundamentally change who we are or what we're doing. Very good. Now, I, I just assumed because everybody else has done it, that you were already mountain biking up there. That's new or going to be new. Well, I had we no had idea. Some trails, but they were really intense. In fact, they're kind of like well known for being almost <laughs> unapproachably difficult. Um, so we really have been focusing on beginner and intermediate terrain, expanding sort of the accessibility of the mountain biking terrain that's up there and then spinning the lift. Last year for the first time, we spun the lift. So now we actually have lift served mountain biking. And um, we partnered with Gravity Logic to build the new trails. So those are the same guys who built out at Whistler, who built Killington, who built Thunder Mountain, Winter Park, really all the best parks in the world. Um, and so we've brought them in to do our trail design and the build out of the new sort of beginner and intermediate um, and some and to rebuild some of the old crazy gnarly trails too to make them a little bit more modern and uh, actually a little more fun to ride for most people. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I'm not big into mountain bike anymore myself, um, but a lot of people, they do use the mountains to stay in the mountains once the snow melts. Um, if they're not going, you know, to higher elevations or to the Southern hemisphere, whatever. So mountain biking, a very big deal. And that's awesome that you've gotten more into it. You know, keep, keep people there, man. It's that it's wonderful. I'm pretty sure you all have the disc golf up there too. That that's, we that's a fun. Golf. Yeah. That's my brother Evan's passion. And, um, and uh, yeah, we've got the disc golf. That's awesome. That's a fun, that's a fun game. If you've never tried it, I mean, I'm not competition worthy, but it, it's fun. It is fun. So see you, but you, yeah, you just mentioned a brother and I don't mean to go kind of off and lefts and rights, but as they come up, how many of you in the family are there right now on staff? Um, so we've got uh, my two brothers, two out of four, I have four brothers. Two of them are up at Bolton full time. Sure. Um, my dad, is up there all the time. And my mom lives up there as well. Um, she's not involved in the resort operation, but she does help out. We also have, we also um, own and operate the water company on the mountain as well. And my mom is involved in the water company. <laughs> she does the books. See, now that was an interesting one. That one I was going to ask for myself, but I'll throw it out here. <laughs> it's in your email signature. I was like, wait, I understand the one title, but how do you, how do you get the other title? That didn't, I don't know. It just seemed interesting to me um, that you were part of the water company too. And I, I almost had to ask, like, do you get voted in, in that town? Is that how that works? <laughs> like, I didn't think it was a private thing. It is a private thing. Yeah, it okay. is a private thing, which is a little bit unique for sure, but it's like not it. a municipal system. My dad actually built it back in the day when he built the ski area because you had to have drinking water and you have to put the poop somewhere. Sure. So, um, so yeah, kind of, kind of comes with it. They're two separate companies and the drinking water is it's, it's a regulated utility, but also, but nevertheless it is privately owned and, and we, we operate that as well. Son of a Who knew, man, that's, <laughs> that speaks to a couple things. Number one, that speaks to cutting out the middleman everywhere. That's business one Oh one. Well, maybe one Oh two, two Oh two, maybe, but that just speaks to like, all right. One of the things, and in pursuit of soul, that was one of the topics. And that actually, I think you and your dad were both uh, contributors to this part in particular was talking about how these smaller places are maybe family owned. And they talked to a few different ones. I know black uh, mountain out on the other side of New Hampshire, that's family owned. And there was one or two others. I can't remember off the top of my head. I should have done more research, but it's a family thing. And here you have a huge family of five, you know, five kids, the only girl, I feel bad. I know what it's like to be boys. 
Oh, don't feel bad. It was pretty, it was pretty fun growing up with all my brothers. <laughs> it was, I'm sure it was. Um, ski family in Vermont. It, it, it just, I don't know. I find it incredibly fascinating that you did it. And now not only, I, I mean, I say cut out the middleman, but that was a joke, but your father opened it and said, well, gee, now we need to do this. Well, I'll do that too. And got it done. I think that's fascinating that the family just got it done and bang, here you are legendary later on in life. <laughs> you just got to get it done. That's right. That's it. That's awesome to me. So are you still skiing out there or are you just in the office too much now? I am in the office too much, but I am also still skiing. Um, and I'm super into the backcountry myself. I've got the bug and um, <laughs> I'm out there just loving it, powder hunting as much as I can. Absolutely. And, and I, I've, I've seen that Bolton Valley has embraced it. I mean, a lot of mountains are, are these days embracing, you know, touring and backcountry and whatnot. But I feel like Bolton's one of the ones to really have been progressing as mm -hmm. fast as one mountain can. Not yeah. to mention, um, is it one of the press groups that goes up there each year or was just there two years ago or last year? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, we did have a press group and we took them on the Bolton to Traps Trail and then mm. uh, from Bolton along the ridgeline there and then down a super fun ski run out to Stowe where we had a shuttle pick us up. So uh, that was a real, if, you're, if we're talking about the same thing, which I think we are, uh, we yeah, totally a blast of a ski day that day. And um, yeah, that was awesome. And we just hit it. We nailed it with good snow and yeah, that was a standout day. And then a couple of us, you know, every, most people took the shuttle back, but then a couple of us, uh, decided not to take the shuttle back and we went out for a little more and we got another couple huge runs in out in Stowe. Um, I won't disclose the location, but that, was a, that day was one of the best. That really was a, it was a great day. Stand out. <laughs> Stand out day with local secrets. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for those local Can't secrets. Divulge. Can't divulge. Yeah. So now that's interesting to me, not only that you had the group and you do embrace it, but you can get from Bolton to Stowe. Now on the road, this isn't the most direct thing. They're not far, but you got to go down and then take a left and go all the way that way and then take another left and go all the way out. It's got to be a, what, a half hour, 45 minutes, I would half figure. Hour, yeah. Yeah. But now obviously it's going to take longer on foot, but you can do it. Like you can go I don't want to say straight across, but as the bird flies, oh, you yeah. can do that, huh? Well, and there's a there's a very famous trail called the Bolton to Traps Trail. Okay, it basically takes you from Bolton Valley Resort to the Trap Family Lodge if you follow mm -hmm. the whole thing. And so that's sort of the main thoroughfare. Sure. And then there's a lot of really fun skiing, um, you know, accessible from that trail uh, that that we ski. That's <laughs> that's awesome. I haven't gotten into it yet. Uh, you got to be in better shape to do that stuff. And no, I'm just not you know, there yet. Common fallacy. You just, it's just like walking. You can walk. I, you can do it. <laughs> I was over at Whaleback the other day and they don't fully groom. They got an MRG kind of vibe over there. Don't fully groom. <laughs> My first run halfway down, I needed to stop. I was winded. So <laughs> that's just going down in ungroomed stuff. It was a little deep, but you know, I was like, all right. So, I don't know, but maybe you're right. What do I know? I've never done it. I've never put skins on a ski. I don't know anything about touring bindings. Well, let me just make a little pitch to you to try Bolton Valley's backcountry program. We got demo setups. We got instructors. We got guides. We'll give you your first experience and you can see if you like it. And that's my brother Adam's like brainchild and pet project. And uh, yeah, you got to try it. There's no place better than Bolton. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny you bring that up because that's kind of where I was going. I was talking to the director of Whaleback Ski Squalls, like, are you all going to start teaching uphills, touring backcountry as it is? It, it's just getting more and more popular every minute. Mm -hmm. You already do that, yeah. it would seem. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yes. We have a whole, we have a whole backcountry program. We've got a rental fleet. You can get season long backcountry leases. You can get daily rentals. We've got instructors, guides, intro clinics, the whole, everything from never done it to super experienced and just want a guide to show me all the rad places. That's awesome. I had no idea because I, yeah. I, I, I push that. It's always better to learn from someone who knows how to do it. And someone that you don't know. I've seen marriages almost end. I've seen people almost break up. I've seen best friends hate each other for weeks on end. 
I go to an instructor on that. Yes. Never try to teach a friend to ski. Don't try to teach your children. Absolutely. And I agree. Family, it's like business, even though business and family mix here, business and family doesn't mix. <laughs> Well, um, not true in my family, but okay. It's totally not true. I mean, you know what? I've been saying that for years and now I feel stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but that's really cool. I was thinking, no, the next day I get up there, that's going to be on Indie Pass Day. But now, now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Still got a little winter left. Not a lot, but a little. Oh, yeah. Are you all planning to push past March? Going to try and make April? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely, well, you know, I mean, look, the weather could make this impossible, but barring any like catastrophic weather, you know, events, we'll definitely run straight through um, the first weekend of April. And then if we can get another couple weekends, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what Mother Nature allows. Uh, that would be awesome. Again, I do love Killington, but I would love to see someone take that longest season title from them oh, just no. for one time. Oh no, we are not in you contention know? with Killington. Let me just let me just acknowledge <laughs> it and just you know credit where credit is due. We're not we're not playing that game, but we'll go as long as Mother Nature allows us to go without whatever they do to make it uh, make it that long. That's awesome. And yes, I am just playing around. I'm just being stupid. We will not uh, be up until June. I can just tell you. Yeah. Like, and, and the funny thing is, you know, as I've talked to more and more folks like yourself, John, uh, Jeff Hathaway, John Hunt at Whaleback, Mark Adamchik over at the Skiway, um, all these people, there's no real, there's no bad blood. There's no like hardcore competition, mafia style competition. That, that was just me being stupid, um, trying to get a cheap laugh. And I made myself laugh, so I guess that's good enough. Um, everybody plays nice, and they play fair, and they play together. Are yeah. um, one of the things I've noticed more this season as I've because the like cost and everything, everybody that is a concern. Mm -hmm. So I've seen more and more mountains. This this one's partnered with this bunch, and then this bunch is partnered maybe with more. That do you do you <clears throat> excuse me? Do you all do that as well, or no? When you say partner, do you mean like on like passes or tickets? Uh, yeah. Like for instance, if you have a whaleback seasons pass, you can go to the skiway for fifty percent off a day ticket any day. Something like that. Yeah. No, we that's our we do that through the indie pass, and that's really that's okay. our big partnership that we're a part of as far as you know other ski areas and joining a club like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And again, I was just curious um, because I can't know everything. And I tell people, do you ever heard of this mountain? I was like, no. They're like, aren't you in this business? I was like, how am I supposed to know everything? Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know everything. You? I, I, you know, I'm in this business too. And I probably know this much. So. Yep. No. And I agree, you know, as my being inside and out of the ski world. I mean, shoot, I'm going down to the Hermitage Club tomorrow. I don't know anything about privates. Awesome. Oh, that'll be so fun. And it's fun because I think, yeah, that's, I think the Schaefer's are involved in that now too. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you going to meet with John down there? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Not, not, not on this trip. Well, he's um, amazing. He's, he is a, he's a visionary and he's doing some great things there with, you know, Berkshire East and Catamount and the ski areas that um, he's managing. And that's another family legacy ski area story. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Props to those guys. Yeah, that family. Like I went to Berkshire's for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Awesome place. Mm -hmm. Forgot that Catamount was part of that. Um, haven't been there yet. Uh, I do believe they are helping out down at Haystack or Hermitage Club. I think they're yeah. even helping out at Bosquet over there in in Pittsfield, Mass, or yeah. it's near Pittsfield, Mass. I I don't remember the actual town. I've been there in the summer, but I've never skied it. That's a great story. You should get you should get John on your podcast. <laughs> That's something else I love about talking to you guys who run this place. It, 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 there is almost now I did make the joke, you know, the famous people don't know everybody. Obviously they can't know everybody. The people who run these bounds can't know everybody either, but the ones that do will always shout out the next one. So <laughs> I was with Jeff. You talk to Lindsay. I will. Um, also, um, Doug Fish also suggested you. Dan Egan suggested you uh, 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 as well. Um, shout out to Dan. Um, and then, you know, you, the Schaefers, John Hunt told me about, you know, met, introduced me to Mark Adamchik and uh, gave me, told me how to get in touch with the head of uh, Pat's Peak, which I believe is another family-ish owned and run 
resort. They, it, 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 there's this, I don't want to say it's like a click or, 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 or like a mean girls group back in high school. Cause these people are too nice for that. But you, it's starting to. Be, I'm starting to believe the fact that you all do know each other, and there's something bigger going on. Is that true? Like, like let's just get the scoop right now. I would say it's definitely not like a click or a mean girls club. It's more. Like <laughs> <a sport group. laughs> yeah. This is a tough business. This is a hard business. You know, like margins are thin. Success is not insured. Um, it's a lot of work every day. Um, it's a hard business. It's a hard and tiring business. And so, yeah, we, we stick together. We, we have each other's backs and, um, and we, we share our best practices with each other. I think we all are rooting for the success of each other and for every other one, you know, rising tide floats all boats. And I think that's true in the ski industry. And I just have a lot of respect for, um, the work that other people are doing. Um, you know, I've been at it five years. And of course I grew up in the thick of it. And so you see other people, you know, trying to make their way in the world today. It takes everything you got. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love it. And you're not wrong. <laughs> while you while you get the giggles back since i already have she's not wrong you know and it's it's a wonderful thing to see you all working together and speaking of you all and talking to all of you one of the um and again in in pursuit of souls touched on this too it's a little different there isn't somebody just sitting up at a desk with their feet up while they you know send out the order and then it goes down blah 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 blah, blah. jeff hathaway talks about how he's and I think he actually liked doing parking on the days. And the other day he was in the kitchen and, you know, you don't do just one thing. And I assume you over there are, just, are, are like that too. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone is, and I don't think mm -hmm. it's a function of being a small ski area. I think mm -hmm. that ski areas are so dynamic and they have so many ins and outs and they're so staffing intensive and so seasonally staffing intensive that you're just always short staff. I will say it's not my goal to do that. I think you know, I really, my favorite, my favorite weekends are the weekends when this, the staff is handling it, you know, when like, totally. when we're adequately staffed, when we're ready for it, when we're prepared, and when everything is just smooth like butter, that's my favorite, um, and the preference, but um, it's just as with life, you don't get that every time, and, um, and then it's all hands on deck, and everybody does whatever they can do, um, myself included. That's awesome. And you know what? It's, it is a pain sometimes I won't lie, but you know, it keeps things exciting. I, you know, I've back in the nineties at Mount snow, I was all over that place and I was a, you know, I wasn't a supervisor, but I was just a nobody running, you know, going to this kitchen, going to that register, going to that ticket window. Don't not a fan of selling tickets though. I'm not going to lie about it. Like I, I respect anybody who can do that. That's, you know, you, that was my high school job. I was in the ticket in the ticket window. <laughs> there you go. And I'm sure you're a tougher person for it because, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I get the food service line gets some jerk people, too. But that ticket window, man, you better have your helmet on. At least that was my experience the few times I did it. I don't know. Maybe it was just bad days. Yeah. Whatever. Our, the well, people that, in Ski of Bolton are so uniformly nice. Absolutely. Like, the, the place just – it just it, – it's just awesome. I don't, I don't even know how else to say it. The people are great. The people who go there are great. The people who work there are great. Lindsay's great. Um, her whole family I'm sure is great. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know them. Um, I know of them, but who doesn't in this business? Um, but we won't get into that. Those guys are famous enough. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me again. So we know the future. We know the history um, we know everything that's going on over there, man. It, it just sounds like a good time. Are you still having a good time five years later? Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it gets, it's, I'm having a better time all the time. You know, the more you sort of wrap your arms around something and get, you know, get through a few cycles, the more confident you become, the like less rattled you are when something goes wrong. Um, and, uh, and then also the other thing that's been really great is, you know, over the last five years, we had a lot of turnover at the beginning, as you might imagine, because here we come in with a different vision 
And so, you know, you got to find people who share the vision and, but, you know, you kind of grow together as a team over that time. And so, you know, I feel like over the last five years now, we've got, um, you know, our relationships have all deepened, you know, all the people who are working together. Um, and that's, that feels really good. You know, it just, it, it feels like, you know, we're even just like, we're more settled, we're more situated, we're really gelling. Um, you know, we're starting to know each other really well and how we work together. And um, it's fun to have watched things like that were on paper five years ago be, you know, coming to fruition now or, you know, projections or we said, okay, well, if we do this, you know, then then this will happen. And, and to see those things actually play out um, is so gratifying. So, uh, yes, still having fun, um, better all the time. That's awesome. That's great. Um, before we go, I, I I've saved this question for last because I don't know if you want to get into it. And I I because I don't know the story. I don't know if it's something, but your family got out of it and then back into it. Is there a story there? Is it just one day we had to move on and then we came back? Or is that even okay to ask? Like you can totally tell me to go. Oh no, it's totally fine to ask. I mean, the story is that um it's hard to run a ski area and um you know, there were a number of factors, which my dad could articulate to you better than I can, that he was just really running on hard times. And he sold it uh, under duress, you know, basically under threat of bankruptcy. Um, and so, yeah, so he, you know, essentially we lost the ski area at that time. Okay. Um, and then it went through a number of other hands and until we were in this kind of very unexpected, actually, position to step back in. It's not something that I think any of us I mean, I'm sure we all at different times thought about, well, what if that were to happen? But I don't think any of us thought for one split second that that would happen. So um, it's been a kind of surreal experience and pretty magical um, and really special for our family. Really, we've always been a close family, but it's like made us even closer, you know, to all be sort of um, coming back to our homeland, really, and, you know, getting behind an endeavor together and working together and even even my two older brothers who are out West are really involved more than you would think, you know, they're they're They come back a lot more now. Um, my brother, Eric comes back uh, for extended stays in the summer and pitches in. Um, I'm on the phone with my brother, Rob, who's done a lot of development out in Jackson hole. And um, he's, you know, essentially a great strategic advisor for us. So it's been really, it's been uh, really it's been a great thing um, for us just as a family, you know, like the business side aside. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's great though. Like if, you know, I, I, I made the, you know, the comment about family and business before, but if, if outside of that, your, your family does get closer, that's awesome. And that everybody's taking, you know, taking part that that's mm -hmm. so good, man. Like uh, it's, it's, it's a great story. Like you all could have a story of your own. Like you don't even need to be contributors into something like in pursuit of soul. You could absolutely have someone show up on site and like, let's do a Delorier documentary and talk <laughs> about more than just your brothers. Um, you know, I mean that, I mean, like I said to John Hunt, I'm like, I'm not going to bring up her brothers. I'm not doing that. Um, but as a family general thing, you know, it's whatever. By the way, I'm so proud of my brothers. I yeah. grew up looking up to them. They're quite a bit older than I am. If you're talking about Rob and Eric, which I sure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. No, I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's cool. And like, you know, Egan brought them up when I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, you guys are all old school party animals, whatever. I'm too old for that stuff. But no, it's awesome that your family is, you know, it, you know, you say Bolton and I don't even think people realize that it was out of the family's control for an extended period of time. Like your name is almost synonymous with the mountain. And that I think is kind of awesome. That builds a reputation and it's a good one. It's a great one. People love it. Yeah. I love the place too. Um, so Let's plug it up a little bit here. Here's the website, um, Bolton Valley's Bolton.com, I believe. Um, BoltonValley.com. And you can get all the information you need from there. Um, you can even get tickets ahead of time there. Of course, you can do that with pretty much anywhere now. Um, it's it is the future, and that's the internet. We're practically Star Trek in the future here. So head there, check that out. They'll have the hours, they have everything, and you all go late, they have lights. 
Um, not every night though. Do you go, go late every night? No, uh, we go late Tuesday through Saturday. So we take a break on Sundays and Mondays. Uh, Sundays and Mondays, we just spin till 4 p.m. And Tuesdays through Saturdays till 10 p.m. There you go. And 10 p.m. is like late, late. Most places do like 7, maybe 9. But you can you can party up there, man. Party on. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Miss Lindsay. You are awesome and amazing and great. And your mountain is awesome and amazing. You're great. And I'm sure your water company is amazing and great, too. <laughs> I don't know. I brought bottled with me that day. So for those couple of days. So I hope that's all good. Thank you, ma'am. Anything else before I let you go here? No, thank you. This has been really fun. Very lighthearted and real, a real treat. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely some laughs here. The, the woman's funny. Thank you, Miss Lindsay. And we'll catch up with you during the season. Okay. Sounds great. See you Oops. later. And there you have it. Lindsay Delorier. So awesome. How awesome is she? That was great. And like I said, I think I kind of flubbed this one a little bit. So I'm going to have to, you know, take a deep breath, collect myself. And we were going to do an in-person interview. Um, but scheduling kind of it, it changed that to 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 the uh, remote interview, which you see a lot of the time here. You know, it's a lot of what we do now between COVID and people scheduling, sometimes this is what you got to do. And for me, a lot of the times this is what I have to do. Um, but that's okay. It, it totally works, but we're still, I'm going to, you know what, we're going to do it again. Uh, Lindsay's going to get a second, a second interview because um, I think I could have been better. I really do. In any case, boltonvalley.com. Let me put it up on the screen here so you can see it. Um, for those watching the uh, video version, for the audio version, it's boltonvalley.com. Links in the description. Do not check it if you are listening to the podcast in the car. Wait till you stop. You do not want the cell phone ticket from the police. Right, right. Head out to Bolton Valley when you have the opportunity. Pick up an Indy Pass if you're into that. I love mine, as we know. Um, and Enjoy the rest of the season. It is only the middle of February. So depending on where you are in the Northern Hemisphere and in North America, you still have quite a bit of season to go for us in New England. Maybe not so much, but we'll definitely get to April, I think. Um, I don't think winter's over. I think it was just late and we're going to get it. Um, at least I hope so anyway, because I, I, I'm way behind because of that damn COVID. Like I said, I'm not letting anybody forget I was sick. Sympathy. That's what I'm about. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on this Gearx Media Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening or watching. Hashtag watching. And I hope you'll join me for the next one, which, as I said during that interview about the Hermitage Club, that's where I'll that's next week's episode. That should be next week's episode. So check that one out. And um we'll see what's going on after that. I have a few things lined up. We'll see. Right. Right. Enjoy it. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening, whatever it may be. And I'll see you out there and on the next one. Later.